don't forget, 21 days of prayer Sunday. Uh, we'll have guides for you. Not asking for you to fast. Uh, Pastor Kathy won't let me say we're going to feast and pray, but uh, you know. So, but we're not. We're, we're cleansing ourselves of other things. So our theme verse uh, is John 10, verse 3 through 5. It says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, for the shepherd, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. And, and so as sheep, we hear Jesus, we, we recognize his voice, but sometimes we get too much noise in our life to where we don't hear it. So uh, it says the sheep hear him, hear it in his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name. Do you know he calls you by name? He doesn't just say, hey, River Church. He's calling each one of us by name. And, uh, and he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They'll run from him because they don't know his voice. We live in a culture where nobody, it seems, knows the voice of God, where they're hearing all kinds of crazy things, crazy voices, crazy doctrines, chasing after this and after this, and, we, and we've turned away from God as a nation. And, uh, and God is calling us, and he's calling us by name, and he wants to have a relationship with us. And, and so just like these sheep that hear the other voices of distraction, they won't follow that voice, we need to be like that as well, to where when we uh, are hearing all these voices, we can, we can tune in and hear Jesus' voice. And we can hear him and we can follow his voice because we hear him. It's kind of like when you're little. If, if uh, Some of y'all can identify with, with me on this. You might have been uh, doing things you wasn't supposed to be doing in a crowd, like at church picnic or something like that. And when your mom, you could hear all the other, your friend's mama's getting on them. But when your mama said something, you recognize that voice, right? And that's the way we need to be with Jesus, right? You know, and so, uh, you know, it usually came with your first and middle name. You know, like Robert Knox. You know, I heard that. You know, me and uh, you know, and I, I had a friend of mine when his mother would start speaking to him in Spanish. I knew he was in trouble, and uh, because she never said nothing to him nice in Spanish. But but God speaks to us, and he and he and he, we need to learn to turn off the noise of the other voices so we can hear him. And uh, in a couple weeks, uh, Steve is going to be preaching next week on the love of God, right? And, uh, and so when I come back, I'm going to preach a message on uh, how to tell it's God's voice when you're listening. And, uh, and so we want to turn off those. Uh, there are people in their churches that don't believe God speaks anymore. I mean, they're actually pastors that, that believe that when the last disciple died, God stopped speaking. I don't believe that. And uh, there's nothing in Scripture to back that up. And so, matter of fact, a guy named Dallas Willard said this, if God doesn't speak today, then the, greatest, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them that they could have a personal relationship with God. Because if God is not speaking to us, how can we have a relationship? You know, that's why we have a relationship, so we can hear from him and communicate with him. God wants a relationship, a personal living relationship with you. Uh, that's why Jesus came to earth. To, to, to make that relationship possible. He didn't come to earth to die for our sins. He died for our sins so we could have the relationship with God that had been fractured. Having to die for our sins was what he had to do to make that happen. And so it, there's a difference with that. And, and so we, we want that. We want, want you to have that relationship with God. So why does God speak to us? Look at Matthew 1, 23. 
It says, look, a virgin will, this is all the way back to the Christmas story, a virgin will conceive a child and she'll give birth to a son and they'll call him Emmanuel. Uh, you know, circle that, which means what? God is with us. The, you know, it's kind of Jesus' nickname. Hey, hey, what's your nickname? God is with us. I mean, you think of a nickname being a short name, right? His nickname is God is with us because that's who he was. Emmanuel, God is with us. And so that's why he speaks to us today. Now, why does he speak? So write this down. God speaks to facilitate friendship with us. He wants that relationship with you and with me. He wants that friendship. It's not about religion and a bunch of rules and all that kind of stuff. Although it's good to live by rules, it's good to obey God, but he wants that friendship, that relationship. I grew up and I, I became saved in the Jesus 70s, you know, and, and it was all about Jesus as your best friend. And sometimes we forget he's still a holy God, but he is our friend. And he, he talks to facilitate friendship. Matter of fact, even in the Old Testament, Exodus 33, 11, um, it said this, inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a what? A friend. God would speak to Moses as one that speaks to a friend. And, and so that's what he wants. God is our friend, and he wants to have that relationship with us. Do you, can you imagine? I mean, just think of the, the privilege that that is, that the creator of the world wants an intimate, personal relationship with us. He wants us to be able to say, he's my friend. And, uh, you know, and so we just got to learn to hear him. You know, you, you, might, you, you might need to maybe take the dog for a walk. I don't know, you know, to, to where you can get away from the noise or maybe walk along the levee or do something. Walk, you know, walking is a great thing to do when you're just you and God, you know, and we'll walk the neighborhood and pray, uh, you know, while we're, we're, we're going and just talking to God and stuff like that. So uh, do whatever it takes for you to get to where you can hear God. He wants to be your friend. Sometimes it's good just to walk around, and you're not talking to him about anything important. You just, God, thank you. This is only 88 degrees tonight while I'm walking, you know. And, and, and Lord, when we're walking, it's like, oh, Lord, thank you for that breeze. I mean, it's just like a little, but it's, oh, Jesus, thank you. You know, I mean, it, it feels good, you know, when you're out there. And, and you're just having a conversation with him. I can remember walking the levee sometimes and, and just saying, God, man, if you, I never call him man, but God, if you, if you just never answered another one of my prayers, I just thank you for the ones you've already answered. I mean, I'm walking on, and, and I've got the sun going, setting over Lake Pontchartrain, and the mosquitoes aren't biting me yet, and it's a good night, you know. And, and, and I mean, you just... You just pray and talk to him. and some, It doesn't have to be, you know, life-changing. Now, I want you to know I'm praying for y'all, but there's sometimes I'm just thanking him that I'm not getting bit by a mosquito when I'm out walking and stuff like that. And, and so, so another thing, reason God talks to us, he speaks to give us guidance. Anybody besides me need some guidance? Most of us, right? See, God, God sees down the road further. You know, I, I've said this before about our, our young people. Your parents have been where you hadn't been yet. Some of us that are older, we can see further down the road of where you're going because we've been down the road and we see that what you're doing is going to get you in a place you don't want to be. And God can see down that road further than we can see. So he's, he, he speaks to give us guidance. Uh, it's like, you know, when in, in the old days of war, you know, and uh, even 
in probably in parts of World War II and stuff. I love watching those old shows. We caught one on TV the other night, the early days of World War II. And, and, and you know, in the Navy, they got to where they could fly planes up and try and see. Now we've got these AWACS planes that fly. It's like having a satellite flying around. And, uh, I mean, they see everything. They hear everything. They got radar. They got all kinds of stuff. And, and that changed warfare because, why? They can see over the horizon. I remember one time we were watching one of these shows where they were talking about how God has blessed Israel. And this Israeli, it was during the Six-Day War, maybe it was, and, and a guy in an Israeli tank, he was by himself. He, he'd gotten lost, and he came over a hill, and there's a bunch of Arab tanks all around him. But they were facing the other way. Now, he didn't know they were there. They didn't know he was there. He came over the hill. He started, started blowing them up, you know, before they could do anything. But, but see, now they know those tanks are there. Why? Because they got somebody that can see further down the road. Guys, that's what we have. God sees the end from the beginning. He sees where I'm going, and he will give us guidance, uh, you know. And, and so, you know, we even wonder when, when somebody dies or something, why did they die so young or whatever? You know, Isaiah 57 says that God is protecting them sometimes from evil to come. You don't know. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have a friend that his son used to backslide a lot. And, he, and so he, he wrote a song about his son. He said, Lord, kill him at the altar. Lord, when he repents and comes back to you, kill him at the altar so he won't dishonor you again, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and so, um, so, you know, sometimes God's protecting us, but God will give us guidance. He'll give us guidance. Look at Proverbs 3, 6. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go. We need to listen for God's voice. He's the one who will keep you on track. Not WWL or whatever channel you like to listen to. And, uh, and I'm a talk radio junkie, but God's voice is the one that will keep us on track. So God also speaks, write this down, to provide perspective. He's got a perspective and a viewpoint that we don't have. See, we've got our perspective. You know, there's a way that seems right to a man, but it ends in death, right? You know, we, we think God's got a perspective that we don't have. God wants to show us spiritual things that we don't know yet. God wants to reveal things to us that we don't have, that we don't know. And so we want to hear from God. We want to we know what that perspective is. It's like if you're, if you're seeing something and then... Uh, and, and then hearing something different, you know. Matter of fact, Scripture says, Paul says, we walk by faith and not by sight. So what does that mean? There's a, there a story I read about the Wisconsin Badgers football team. They were playing and losing terrible. I mean, they were just, they were getting beat bad. And uh, kind of like LSU was in the old days, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and the Saints were in the old days. And so they're just getting beat bad. But the fans in the stands kept cheering. I mean, the team out here was playing terrible, and a lot of the fans were cheering. And, and it confused the players, actually, down there. And, and so what they didn't know was that the Milwaukee baseball team was playing, and they were just killing it. They were beating somebody bad. And a lot of the people had earbuds in listening to their radios. And so when Milwaukee would hit a home run, they were going, woo, you know. And, and, and the Badgers down here just getting their brains beat out. They didn't, you know, and so they were – they were, seeing, they were seeing defeat, but they were hearing victory. That's what we've got to do with God. God says, hey, you're seeing junk out here in your culture. You need to listen to me. 
You need to listen to my, let me give you my perspective of what I'm going to do. You know, um, we, we can't let ourselves get pulled into the ugliness. Let me tell you, there's, there's a lot of ugly going on. And we need to respond differently than the world does. And, and uh, you know, and, and it may look bad, but God is speaking. He said, I'm doing something. I mean, you know, it, in China, they're cracking down on Christians. But what's happening? Christianity is exploding. And uh, in Iran, they're trying to crack down on Christians, and it's exploding. And, uh, and, and so, uh, you know, it, God's doing something, and we've got to realize that. Uh, think about Esther. You know, Esther was, uh, she, she uh, was a victim and her people of extreme racism from the Babylonians. Uh, they, they hated the Jews. Matter of fact, uh, they were going to kill all the Jews. And so she stood up to the king and, and made him aware of this. And, uh, but to get her to do that, uh, you know, uh, Mordecai, I think, told her, said, you might have been put here for such a time as this. She, her very purpose was to do what she did to save her people. Folks, I believe God has us at this time in this place for such a time as this. He's saying, River Church, you're here. He's saying, Church, you're here to be salt and light in this culture, in this dark world. And we need to see a harvest of souls. We need to see a harvest of, of souls so it impacts people's minds and hearts and see people following Christ. We're put here for this time. That's the perspective. That's a different perspective than what we see every day, right? That's a different perspective than what we get caught up. God's got us here to make a difference. Is it going to be easy? No. But is it, is it going to be fun? Yeah. <laughs> Because anytime you're doing what God wants you to do, it's a great day. So God speaks to us. Now, he can speak to us a hundred different ways. You know, he can speak audibly. Well, I've only ever heard him audibly once. Uh, but uh, he, can, he speaks a lot. He can speak through situations, disasters, but he also speaks in whispers. That's a gentle nudging from God to a prepared people. When we have our hearts where we can hear, when we've cut out the noise, we can hear God whisper. He doesn't usually shout. It's just like your mama. When he shouts, it probably means you're in trouble. See, God will speak softly. Then he'll use circumstances to get you to hear him. And then he'll use a baseball bat sometimes. And, uh, and, then, and that's not fun. And so we want to hear the whispers of God. I want to tell you, Elijah had just had a huge victory. I love Elijah. He called down fire from heaven, killed all these prophets of Baal. I mean... You know, you, you, the, the fire from heaven part was really good, but then he had to go out and kill in hand-to-hand combat all these prophets of Baal. And, uh, and so he had this huge victory, and then he hears that Jezebel was going to kill him, so he runs and hides, and God calls him out. And, uh, and here's what happened. God told him, said, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. That's where the Lord was. That's how the Lord spoke. And so I want you to, I want to, we want to know his whispers. He whispers, write this down, number one, he whispers encouragement. He whispers encouragement. I think he does this all day long. I think he's all day 
trying to encourage us. I mean, when somebody gets under your skin, steps on your last nerve, I mean, and, and he's right there to say, Robert, don't do that. Say this instead. I mean, have you ever, have you ever how many of you besides me? Now, I usually hear God's voice on stuff like this in uh, Pastor Kathy's voice. Somebody will put something on, on Facebook or they'll reply to an article I've read, and I'm going, I'm typing up a reply. And, and then you hear that voice go, I wouldn't do that if I were you. So you hit delete, you know. And, uh, you know, because you hear that, that little voice, you know. He wants, he's encouraging us. He speaks encouragement. Look, Romans 8, Paul said this. You know, when you think you're out there by yourself, it says, for his spirit joins with our spirit. His spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that what? We are God's what? Children. We're, he's saying, you're my child. I mean, God's, listen, he is saying, you're my child. And, and, and then he says, his word is life-giving. Look at Isaiah 55.3. Pay attention and come close now. Listen carefully to my life-giving, life-nourishing words. I am making a lasting covenant commitment with you, the same that I made with David. Sure, solid, and enduring love. Let me tell you this, let me tell you this. You won't ever hear anything at this church besides life-giving and, uh, and, 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 and life-promoting words, life-nourishing words. We're not going to be tearing people down and tearing people up. We want to be a life-giving, life-nourishing church. And he said, and, and, and so that's the kind of words we're supposed to do. We're to encourage each other while we have time. That's the purpose of getting together is to encourage people. That's why depression, overdoses, suicides are so up because we spent a year separated from everybody. And, uh, and so those are as much COVID deaths as COVID disease was because it was a mental issue that took place. He's saying, hey, look, you're my child. Write that down. He's, he says, you're my child. You're my child. I mean, we belong to him, and he loves us. And, and, and uh, he knows, listen, he knows what you said last night. He knows what you thought last night. He knows what you did last night, and he doesn't kick you out of the family. He loves you anyway. He loves you anyway. He loves you anyway. He says, you're my child. And he says, I love you. You're my child, and I love you. And there's nothing you can do to change that. I mean, there's nothing you can. It, it's an agape love that we're talking about. It's not the kind of love we have for each other. It's a, it's a love that he says, I love you, and you can't do one thing to change that. It's the kind of love that will die for you and me. It's agape love. He said, I love you. You're my child. I love you. And I think he'd also say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. See, how can you say that? You're thinking, man, he can't be proud of me. Listen, God looks at you and me, not for where we are right now, for where we're going to be five years, 10 years, 15 years from now. He says, you know, I see your potential. I see where you can go. This is, and, and he speaks life and an encouragement. He's encouraging us because he's saying, you can be this. You will be this. And, and, uh, and so take these steps. And so I'm proud of you. Number two, he whispers. Now, those weren't your notes, so you might write those down. Flip back that stage if anybody's still writing that, that screen, one screen back. He loves you, you're his child, and he's proud of you. Number two, he whispers warnings. And, and 
in church world, we used to call it like, I got a check in my spirit. You know, it's a warning. It's like you just kind of better not do that. You didn't really hear anything. You just know something's not right. Something is not right. And, uh, and sometimes we go past those, and, and we pray that God will give us another chance to make that up. And uh, so he whispers warnings. You get that check in your spirit. I mean, he does that. Acts 16, verses 6 through 7, he did that with Paul. Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Persia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit prevented them from preaching the word. The Holy Spirit actually kept Paul from going and preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. I mean, Paul's wanting to go to Asia and preach, and the Holy Spirit said, nope, nope, they're going to kill you over there. Come on, come this way. You know, it's not time yet. And then it said, then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north to the province of Bithynia. But again, the Lord Jesus did not allow them to go there. And so sometimes it's that check in your spirit where you know you've got to do something different. That what's going on isn't right. And, uh, and so you need to listen uh, to the Holy Spirit. And, and, uh, and he's put us here to help you with that. And, and so Jesus didn't, listen, Jesus didn't heal and feed everybody he came in contact with. If he would have, remember the story where Peter's walking through there and the, and, and, and the guy's asking for something, and he says, silver and gold, have I none? You know, it might even be a little children's church song to that. He wouldn't have been there if Jesus had healed him. Jesus didn't heal everybody that he walked past. And uh, sometimes it's a good lesson for us. We get compassion fatigue because we want to keep going, 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 going. And, uh, and so we've got to go where the Holy Spirit sends us. We need to hear the Holy Spirit speak. We need to hear the Holy Spirit speak. I mean, you know, sometimes he's saying, don't do it. Sometimes he's just saying, don't do that. Uh, some of y'all need to control your thumbs, uh, what you're putting on Facebook and stuff like that. He's just saying, don't do it. There should be a slide saying that, but write that down. Don't do it. Opposite of Nike, don't do it. Yeah, maybe he's telling you to get away from a relationship you don't need to be in. You know, maybe he's, he's saying, don't date that person. You know, he, he is saying that if they're not a Christian and you are, you know, uh, because he said, don't be unequally yoked. He is saying, don't go into business with that person if they're not a Christian. He said, might be saying, don't do it. He might be saying, in the secret, in the secret, whatever it is, you don't want anybody else to know. Uh, you know, James, the half-brother of Jesus, says, confess your sins to each other. That's not to everybody, but you need to find somebody you can talk to and pray for each other so you may be healed. Not forgiven, you're forgiven by God. But when you got somebody you can share something with, and it doesn't matter what it is, they're going to love and care about you anyway, that's who you can share that with in the secret. Thirdly, he might be saying, get help. Get help. I mean, maybe, maybe it's something you need some counseling for or you need to meet with some people for, or maybe a small group. Uh, can help you. Uh, so you want to hear from him. You want to hear from him. I love this verse in Isaiah. It said, your own ears will hear him, will, will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. See, God wants to speak us and guide us. And sometimes he does that through other people. You might need to get some help. He also, he, you know, that leads into the next one. He, he whispers direction. He whispers direction. He will tell you, if you listen to him, if this job is going to be right. Now, sometimes, you know, he, he'll, 
and if it's a job where you're having to go do something that's immoral or unethical or whatever, the answer is going to be no automatically. If it, you know, I mean, if it's a relationship that's unequally yoked, the answer is going to be no. But he will speak. Remember that voice behind you saying, go this way or that way. He's going to whisper those directions to you, whispers direction. And, uh, you know, so involve him in the whole process. Ask God to open the right doors for you. And then and we'll talk more about how you can uh, know that you're hearing from him. Luke 2.27 said, that day the Spirit led him to the temple. The Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required. So talking about uh, Simeon, he, he, the Spirit led him to the temple so he was there when Mary and Jesus came, and he could bless the baby. Uh, another time in Acts twenty twenty two, it said, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. That was Paul. He knew what was going to happen. He's going to get beaten and arrested. I mean, he knew they were gunning for him, but he was compelled by the Spirit to go and to do something that wasn't going to be fun. So what is the Holy Spirit telling you or telling us? He might be telling you to slow down. He might be telling you to slow down so you can, can hear from me and stop doing as many things as what you're doing. He might be uh, uh, t- saying, you know, you're neglecting the things that are important. Slow down. Write that down. Should, should have been a slide. I probably left it out. But um, he might be saying, do it now. Some of y'all, you might be saying, you know, I'm going to recommit my life to the Lord. Why not do it now? Why not do it tonight? Why not do it? And we've got two people getting baptized that are saying, hey, look, I am drawing a line in the sand and saying I'm following Jesus. Do it now. Might be the next step. Take the next step. It might be learning how to share your faith. It might be we want to offer some ch- some classes we're working on and, uh, you know, that we'll teach. Pastor Kathy going to teach about witnessing and stuff like that and, and uh, things like that. What's the next step for you in your faith walk? Might be to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to start... I'm going to start that first 15 tomorrow morning. And I'm going to do five minutes of prayer, five minutes of worship, five minutes of Bible study. And if you hadn't been doing it, start there. Everybody's got 15 minutes. And so do that. I'll show you the app after church if you need it. Number four, write this down. He whispers dreams. Let me tell you, God will put inside you a dream. I'm not talking about dreams. I've never, you know, had, had dreams that says, for God speaks again and again through people who do not recognize it, though people don't recognize it. He speaks in dreams and visions of the night when, they, when, they, when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. And so dreams I'm talking about here, he gives you a dream or a vision for your life. I've never had the night visions or the dreams people talk about, and usually when it is, I'm either Jason Bourne or I'm, you know, uh, we were soldiers, we were young, something like that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, but... Uh, they're not spiritual, I can tell you that. It's, I'm usually killing people. I, mean, I, don't know what, I don't know what it is with that. but it's. Anyway. But God will give you a vision for your life. He speaks through dreams. Gives you a dream. Acts 2.17 says, In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. He didn't just say men, all people, women and men. Galatians says there's no Jew or no Greek. There's no male or female. We're all equal. We're all equal. 
God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. He gives it to everybody. And listen, God wants you and I to be the solution. He wants us to be light in the middle of darkness. So what I would tell you as I'm uh, beginning to wrap up is go all in. Go all in so you can hear God. Go all in. Give God your best. Give him your best. When's the best time for you to do your quiet time? For me, it's mornings. Somebody else, you might be more awake at night. Uh, but, uh, you know, you give God your best so you can make a difference. I believe God has called us all to make a difference. And uh, we, want you to, we want you to experience God. We want you to find freedom. We want you to discover your gifts. And we want you to make a difference here at River Church. And, uh, and we do that in our families. And it just ripples out from there. And, um, you know, one of the things that um, I'm looking forward to the funeral service Saturday. I spent an hour with Rita and her family today. And they were talking. And Mr. Nathan had all, all the family that could get there with him one night. There's 39 of them in his house. One at a time. He's talking to them about living right for God. And, uh, and, 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 and. Before he went on to glory. Folks, we, it's a ripple effect. It's a ripple effect. And uh, we want to make a difference. So uh, I know there's a couple of blanks left. So I guess I'll give you those blanks. I hear people leaving. Okay. Speak to me, Lord. I am open to hear. That's what we need to tell God. Samuel answered the Lord. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. We need to be listening. We need to be listening. We need to be listening to the Lord. Are you ready to say that? Are you ready to say, Lord, speak. Your servant's listening. Now, what that implies is I'm going to do what you tell me. Because he's not going to speak if he knows that what he's fixing to tell you, you're not going to do. So when he says, hey, look, you got to go do this. you got to forgive this person. What do you mean? When he says, look, I want you to go get in a small group when they start up in September, you go, uh uh-uh. uh, that's an extra night. I'm not doing that. Or when he tells you to tithe, oh no, you're getting too personal now. <laughs> speak, Lord, I'm open to hear. And then finally, speak to me, Lord, I'm eager to respond. Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I know them. We need to hear his voice. Because he wants that relationship with us. Let's pray. And then we're going to have some baptisms. We've got some people that are making a statement. The water was warm earlier today, but I've had the air conditioner blowing on it all day. Every head bowed and eyes closed real quick. Just everybody bow your heads. Close your eyes. If you're here, if you're watching on Facebook... You don't know Jesus. You don't know for certain you have a relationship with God. I, I want to give you an opportunity to know that. I, I don't believe you, have, you should wonder, that you should worry. God wants you to know that you know Him. So I want to give you an opportunity to reach out to the Lord. You see, He's, he's created you to have that relationship with Him. He's created you to, to interact with Him. That's why, that's why we were made. We're made for Him. He didn't need us. He wanted us. 
wants that relationship. So if you're here and you say, you know, I don't know, I can can call God my friend. He wants you to call him friend. He wants you to call him Abba, Father. So I want you to just pray this prayer with me right now. Dear God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior because I have lived my life my way. Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for my sin. Come into my life. Forgive me. Be my Savior and be the Lord of my life. As best I 